Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with the Mojo Maker and host Nikki Fogden Moore, the Vitality Expert, dedicated to helping you be the CEO of your business and your life with special industry and life-leading guests, top tips on how you can create that magical blend of healthy, wealthy, and wise for CEOs, entrepreneurs, founders, and people who do things with life. Hi guys, uh, welcome back to the Mojo Maker podcast. Uh, And if you're listening to this on Vitality Coach TV on YouTube, welcome, welcome. Thank you for your likes and subscriptions lately. Much appreciated. I'm really looking forward to the conversation with today's guest, a 2018 Lane Beachley Aim for the Stars recipient supporting women achieve their dreams in business and in life. That's how I first met this wonderful podcast guest today. You'll find her on Instagram at Heart and Soul Story. And her website is heartandsoulstory.com. Now, I am very, very pleasured to bring to you Sam, Samantha Heron, who founded an incredible organization that is based upon the foundations of empathy and connection, especially in relation to aged care. So, Sam, thank you very much for your time in these uh, COVID situations. We're all in ISO, so it's wonderful to have you on the show. Thanks, Nikki. It's an Absolute pleasure to be speaking with you again after um, meeting you a couple of years ago. And I think what's wonderful, you just said to me, uh, apart from the commercial promises that you'd made with the grants and the support that you'd received from the Lane Beachley Aim for the Stars Foundation and from the platform that gave you to launch uh, this purpose project of yours, which is a beautiful organization, you've also just picked up surfing. A little side note there. I have indeed. It's a lovely little passion of mine and I'm ever thankful to Randwick Council at the moment for the olive branch to um, open the open the beaches up here and it looks as though people are really getting the idea of the social distancing out in the community and, and not taking advantage of that, which means that the, the love for the ocean and the surfing is, is back on the agenda. And I think that's a really great segue to what we're going to be talking about today, the basic our laws of human nature, our connection, you know, socializing, feeling part of a tribe, that feeling when you're paddling out back and you're sitting out there on your surfboard and you chat to people and you're at nature and you're really forming a connection. And certainly as sports do that, communities do that. And you set up Heart and Soul Story as a social enterprise to facilitate empathy and connection through life stories you know, specifically, I think in the aged care realm for people that probably didn't have that regular day-to-day connection and there was so much knowledge, so much to share and how vital engagement and insignificance is for humans to really thrive in this world. Yeah, look, Nikki, that's absolutely right. And, um, you know, I'll get onto some of the, you know, a few of the alarming statistics, uh, you know, a, a little later. But, you know, at, at the heart of things, what, what happened was I was doing some social research work around, um, around end-of-life care, actually, and it, it took me into some aged care homes. And, you know, obviously this comment isn't going to reflect, uh, reflect, you know, all aged care homes, but a couple of the ones I went into, it, it really dawned on me how you know, there was a lack of just what we see out in the community. There was a lack of children in particular. There was a lack of number of visitors. And in fact, 
think when I started doing my research around this in back in um, you know, 2017, Ken, um, Ken Wyatt, who was the then health minister, actually lamented that up to 40% of aged care visitors were not, um, sorry, of aged care residents were not receiving visitors. And I just kind of looked at that and I thought, well, this is crazy. So I started to... Um, started to go for visits with my own children and what I saw there was just a connection, not just for the elderly, but the connection that I saw for my children, for my children listening to the stories. And in fact, it was, um, it was one particular resident um, at my local Bupamarubra, Judy, who has um, Sadly, since since passed away during one of the um, one of the seniors and teens empathy programs I was one, I was running last year, she and my daughter connected over a love for Egypt of all things, and that's not because my daughter's been to Egypt, but in fact she was in uh, daycare at the time. She was around four years old, and her daycare teacher was Egyptian and had been telling them about her trip to Egypt. And, of course, this came up in conversation, a sort of at the start an awkward conversation between, you know, my then four-year-old, I had a, well, Mika at the time was around one, I suppose, and my eldest child, Hugo, would have been 10, you know, trying to sort of make some conversation with this, with this lovely elderly resident. And suddenly they were talking about the fact that Judy had visited the um, Egyptian pyramids and they just, it sparked off this connection that was just wonderful. It really was. So every time we'd go in there, they'd want to go and see Judy and talk to the other residents. So what I saw was this need for both children to be hearing the stories and having that connection with the elders of our community and vice versa, our elders needing that connection with youth. It's, it's really vital. So let's just talk a little bit about one of the reasons why I love to do the show is I like to create real bite-sized episodes that people can go, oh, that really resonates with me. Here's a direct action I can take. So the thing that I'm really passionate about with the program you've set up, uh, I always talk about like a Dr. Granny or a Dr. Granddad, you know, this family values are so important. And in a world that got so disintegrated because of travel and distance and kind of online things. We stopped kind of sitting around the dinner table. Many uh, cultures stopped having their grandparents in their homes. Like the world just became this kind of productive, functional place. And we lost a lot of the essence that was carried down through generational knowledge and sharing of skills and stories and, and, you know, past lives and histories. And with Heart and Soul Story, by the facilitation of sharing stories, you're able to re-engage this vital importance of connection. And that's not on a fake level. That's not giving a like or generation exhibition. That is a true connection. So one of the mm. things that I love about this as well, if people have gone through ISO and perhaps they've had to be on their own for the first time, many of those 40% of people in aged care facilities have had years with no visitors and have suddenly gone from rich, wonderful, interesting lives to been in a facility to take care of them, but with no real deep connective interaction. So what are three ways that some of us, I don't have my grandparents alive anymore, could actually support getting a connection, engaging with that population that doesn't have any family around them, that doesn't have any visitors? How do we facilitate that connection between intergenerations now, Sam? So we're listening to this podcast gone onto your website. We think this is really fantastic. I can give back to aged care, a, a place that will really support family 
And here's two or three ways we could start doing that. Yeah, look, look, absolutely. And we can do this from a neighbourhood level and we can also do it from an, from an aged care level. The, um, the, the, the thing is what's happened as a result, I suppose, of the social isolation that, and the visitor restrictions that have been imposed on aged care and, and the way people are feeling themselves, realising what it's like to be suddenly socially isolated and told you have to stay at home and told you can't actually go out and meet certain people or hang out with your friends is that people are for the first time getting a sense of what it feels like to be these marginalised groups in society that actually mm-hmm. experience that as an everyday. Yep. Now, of course, you know, in aged care, there are wonderful staff. Often there are, sometimes families do visit, you know, often families visit, but that may only be once a week if they can or twice a week if they can. So we started off the back of um, the visitor restrictions that happened with the Senior and Teens Empathy Program I was running with Youth Off the Streets. We do this, you know, the really simple, old-fashioned, very comforting thing that um, elders can receive, which is a letter. Now, um, writing, scribing a letter or even just drawing a lovely, colourful picture, there are some of the residents in the aged care who won't be able to actually return a letter. And so this isn't going to be any type of pen pal program. But what it can be is just a little random act of kindness where you sit down and you write down some of your thoughts about what's happening in your life and you know, talk about how you're feeling and then, you know, draw a picture yourself, get your kids to draw a lovely, colourful picture. And what's happened, we've found that um, in doing this, and um, the lovely thing is we started this at Booth Maroubra about, you know, three or so, uh, four weeks ago in um, relation to the vista restrictions we had. And Booth has gone on to extend it nationally in a um, nationwide campaign called Visits by Mail. So, it's really easy. It doesn't just have to be for Booper Aged Care. You can actually find out your own local aged care and just see if you can write them a letter. And then alternately in your street, you can actually just drop a, drop a note to one of your neighbours in the letterbox and say, how are you doing today? You know, this is my number. Anything I can help, help you with? You know, it's, it's little simple things that are just part of um, realising our common humanity. And the other thing that, you know, I've got one of my uh, former clients, a great guy uh, who uh, works in, you know, the aged care domain as a CEO, they've been setting up digital communications. So that's more for people that are in home that were needing care and support. So the other way is, you know, forming um, connections or digital pen pals by getting on FaceTime with people uh, that aged care facilities, you can actually adopt each other and you can create a relationship where you call and you can do video calls and you can do Skype or I mean even if if you want to use a more digital approach or send a video and things I think utilizing any kind of platform that creates an engagement where a story can be told and the you've got face-to-face stuff is also an option that we're seeing around uh, connectivity and getting pathways set up for that intergenerational programs as well. Listen, Nikki, you're absolutely right. And if COVID-19 has shown us anything and really put a boot up the backside, <laughs> if you excuse my expression, of some of the findings of last year's um, Royal Commission, is that, you know, the, the technology piece is absolutely vital. And what we have to recognise, and I was actually on um, having some amazing Skype sessions with some of my lovely peeps up at Bukumaruba yesterday, and for, you know, the three that I was speaking to, it was the first time that they had actually utilised this particular technology to 
to, you know, to speak. And, and they were like, oh, this is great, but how can I keep doing it? I don't have a computer. And we were like, that's okay. You don't need your own computer. You're going to be using this one. And so, yeah. you know, realising that there will be, you know, there will be time to, that, that takes to actually introduce that technology in some, of, in some of the aged cares. But you're right, just actually even recording a little video message and being able to send that through. There are so many wonderful things that technology will allow us. I know that I've heard so many people saying that they're setting up so many more dinners with their grandparents that they actually, you know, hadn't done before. You know, they might sort of randomly call them. But because of this, it's actually starting to bring communities closer together through that digital technology. And we need to realise how we can use that going forward and not just as a knee-jerk reaction to COVID. And then when, you know, when a vaccine's found and we go back to whatever, whatever normal life is after this, that we ensure that we're keeping those connections alive. Okay, so let me just recap this and, and bring a little bit of um, emojo into uh, realising that absolutely anyone listening to this episode today, you, you, each of us have an opportunity to create a connection and to support someone that might not have family uh, in the minority group of an aged care where it's a very lonely road, but often so much knowledge is stored. So you, it can be as simple as, you know, classroom letters, um, sitting down, writing a postcard, getting digital things. I know some aged care f- facilities have iPads and different things. So the first thing is try local, reach out to your local aged care facilities and find out what protocol processes and procedures are in place. And if they do actually have a program that allows you to interact either via mail or via you know, via digital platforms and then even eventually going to visit, you know, you could do that twice a month or something. And the other thing is um, not being discouraged by the fact that whatever you start now, you're going to easily continue because every single little bit that you show significance for someone really matters. So if the statistics say that 40% of aged care residents don't have visitors, that to me is a huge opportunity for us to, you know, create a ripple effect of at least giving them some interaction and know that they're thought about and cared about. So go to your local aged care facilities, hop on to heartandsoul.com, heartandsoulstory.com. Yep, heartandsoulstory. And look at some of the resources that Sam has for intergenerational programs, as well as social research and strategy and life stories and some really cool things and some blogs. If you are in Australia, you can connect with what Booper is doing on a nationwide program, which I think is fabulous. Um, And we'll certainly put the links to that. So we want to ask, how do we keep our elders socially connected at this time? And that is regardless of whether we're an ISO or whenever, how do we keep those wonderful people that are so dear to us as members of our community connected to everything's going on? So Sam, I just want to give uh, a couple of last points for you from this, um, you know, short and punchy, your three places that people can just go immediately off this podcast and say, if you're listening to this globally, here's a great website. If you're looking to this nationally in Australia, here's a good website. Where can we send people if they want to take a call to action from this? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the three that I would say, and um, you know, if you want to follow along, facebook.com, Heart and Soul Story, or on Insta, I'm Heart and Soul, Heart and Soul Story. You can go to Bupa um, Visits by Mail. So nationally, Bupa have um, aged cares all over the country. Uh, One Good Street is an amazing initiative that started out by Mattel Bush down in in Melbourne. So have a look at that because that can actually, you can register and get involved in initiatives in your own local neighbourhood and local street. So I think those three places as a starting point would be really helpful. 
Yep. Okay. Fantastic. And then I think another thing is what I love about your Instagram and you know, what always lights me up with the work you're doing is the realness of it. This isn't a program in progress where you try to put it together. This is actually, you know, the fundamental pure love and connection that's created with an immediate effect. So it doesn't take a lot to make a big difference. And I think empathy and connection are basic human values that we all need. And it starts with your own family. It starts with your own friends and then ask around. So Sam, with the work that you're currently doing around this program, would there be any other similar programs in different countries that you've spoken with or that you say are aligned as well if people feel like they want to go local? Or would you say that you've really become the expert in leading the intergenerational story sharing and facilitation of this cause? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of an expert because I've been doing this a little bit of time, but I'm, there are so many people doing this in different levels. I mean, there, is, yeah. you know, there are schools and aged cares who are matching themselves up, which is fantastic to see. Yeah, I love that. There's a, an intergenerational program in Canada I've been in touch with called Skip Intergenerational, which is fantastic. Here in Sydney, there's another organisation known as Kids Giving Back, which do some wonderful uh, programs and you can go on and have a look at those. So, you know, one thing I'd really like to leave people with, which is one of my absolute favourite quotes in the world from Gandhi, is, you know, in a gentle way, you can shake the world. And for me, that really, it really guides me because alone we can do so little and together we can do so much, which is Helen Keller. But, you know, I, I love to be guided by the wise words of people who, who went before us and really showed us that if we individually all take action, the sum total of that can be so powerful. Yeah, and I think, you know, those are great words to finish on is that, you know, you might not think that your one action can do a lot, but there's a ripple effect in everything. And, uh, and conversation is an incredible ocean. It, it just creates one wave after another. So if you can create a, a positive conversation, if you can reach out, whether that's by letter, whether that's to your local uh, aged care facilities, but really for me, this is important. We need to start treating people with dignity, with kindness and ask yourself, how would you like to be uh, in your aged years? How would you like to be treated? What stories would you like to share? How can you enrich your life going forward and share that with others? So Sam, thank you so much. I know you've given us some great links as well. And I love the collaboration between all these um, initiatives that you speak about with different countries and also, but there aren't many. And I find that with the tribe that you're building, you're sharing those resources beautifully and the research behind it as well. So. Um, one last piece of advice from you uh, personally, I guess, have you seen a shift in impact with what you've been doing and, and how does that lift you up to keep going? Oh, absolutely. Well, there's, Nikki, there's a little bit of a researcher in me with my, you know, my psychology background and, and whatnot. So, you know, I, I ensure that I do, you know, I do do the qualitative research and surveys post, um, pre and post my programs. And Really, some of the qualitative feedback that I get from that, the, um, you know, the, the indications from the young people about the patience that they're learning, the listening skills that they are achieving, the, the confidence that they feel they're building by actually making new friends in the elderly, it, it's just wonderful. And then on the flip side to that, the, um, you know, how important it is for the elders to feel that they have a sense of purpose, that their stories are actually helping, you know, guide these, these young ones. It's, it, it really does drive me and keep me going when, 
when the mountain seems high. <laughs> yeah. So that's <laughs> it. One, one, foot, one foot in front of the other. So, you know, you should be very proud of yourself, Samantha, uh, founder, Heart and Soul Story, psychosocial facilitator, passionate advocate and speaker on intergenerational connection and truly walking the talk. Uh, also involving your kids in this. Thank you so much for your time. I'm really looking forward to putting the show notes to this blog and to directing people to your Instagram at Heart and Soul Story. And I want to say thanks for being on the show. And for those of you listening out there, every little bit actually really counts. And this is certainly a portion of our population that deserves the respect, kindness and attention that we would like at any age. And I think we have an opportunity through these isolation times of social distancing to really experience what that's like to be on your own and that there are services out there that can help bridge that gap and create a form of empathy and connection no matter where you are in the world. So once again, Samantha, thank you so much for your time, our little episode today. All the links will be in the show notes, the vitalitycoach.com.au, Vitality Coach TV. And thank you for subscribing to the show, the Mojo Maker podcast. Uh, It's always a pleasure. More on Samantha on the blog. And if you want to find out, you can reach her and ask questions on LinkedIn, Samantha Heron. That's H-E-R-O-N. That is founder of Heart and Soul Story. So uh, have a wonderful day, guys. Remember, stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. You are in the driver's seat of light and everything that you do creates a ripple effect for the now and the future. So um, thank you for joining me and tune in next time. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we'd love your review on iTunes, or you can jump online to thevitalitycoach.com.au. For more from Nikki, to sign up for the Monday Mojo and the Vitality Coach TV on YouTube.